right good morning good afternoon good evening this is the life's a gamble podcast with me matt and this is episode six titled i'm done with zim so that's going to be the main topic today i'm just going to rant i don't i didn't write a lot of notes because i watched i haven't missed a vikings game since 2006 so yeah my freshman year of high school we got uh we got Sunday ticket, and ever since then, I've never missed a game. Uh, I had one time I had work during a Sunday at Skechers when I was in college, but I watched the game on my phone. I put it at the counter and just watched. But, yeah, I haven't missed a Vikings game since 2006, so I know what it's like for pain. Um, I've been a Vikings fan since 99, 98-ish, Randy Moss's rookie year. Um, but I haven't missed a game in 15 years, so... I'm done with Zim after eight years, and I'll get to that. That'll be, like I said, the main topic. I just want to remind you, if you're listening to this later or watching it on YouTube, we're live on Twitch every Tuesday. Um, The channel is called Life's a Gamble. Uh, Life's underscore A underscore Gamble. Um, If you're watching live, you can find this on Apple, Google, or YouTube, okay? So don't forget to like, subscribe on whatever podcast form you have or YouTube. I would appreciate that. Everything's Life's a Gamble, okay? Uh, Even my Twitter, Life's a Gamble 9, because someone has Life's a Gamble. All right, so last week went 8-7. and Um, That was the worst week I had all season, for sure. Worst week all season. Um, And that brings me to 80-42 and on the year. Uh, not, Not great, not bad, I mean... One of correctly predicted 80 out of 122 games is pretty good, I think. Uh, I didn't do the percentage this week. Last week it was at like 67. I'm trying to get it up to 70. My goal is to eventually be 75% correct. That would be awesome. But let's recap last week's games. Um, I'll do the Cowboys-Vikings recap when I rant on Zim. Uh, But I'm sure most of you saw how that went on Halloween night. Uh, The Thursday night game, Packers-Cardinals. Aaron Rodgers was just, um, it's like watching an artist paint. It's like watching the best musicians, or I'm listening to the best musicians put out a fantastic song. The way he played the quarterback position on Thursday night was just a masterpiece. And um, it sucks being a Vikings fan, but I got to give the man credit, you know. Fuck the Packers, but that man put on a master class. And uh, as long as that guy's uh, under center, they have a chance to win every game and even win a Super Bowl. Um, the Cardinals are overrated. I mean, the Packers were missing everybody on offense, it seemed like. <clears throat> and they were still able to get the win against the, the Cardinals. Kyler threw for 274, but he threw two picks and no touchdowns. I still don't think he's the MVP. Um, I've been saying it all year. The Cardinals are overrated as fuck. And uh, I think we'll start to see that over the course of the coming weeks that they might finish with three or four losses and look like one of the best teams, but I don't expect them to win a playoff game. Or if they do win, it will be the wild card round, but they're not a serious contender to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, and like I said last week on the episode, they have to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Um, Packers ran the ball well in this game. Uh, A.J. Dillon looked better than Aaron Jones. He was just he runs hard and physical, and he just, just puts his head down, and he's always falling forward, which is what you want out of your running back. He had 16 for 78, Aaron Jones had 15 for 59, and they did a great job with their game plan running the ball. And um, 
I think it was a good win for the Packers on the road. Panthers-Falcons. I was watching a lot of this game. Uh, my boy, uh, No Limit 24, is a uh, Panthers fan. He always has been, so I always keep an eye on them. Um, Sam Darnold didn't look bad. Again, his receivers are dropping everything. The Panthers lead the league in drops, and he's getting no help. Uh, plus, they don't have Christian McCaffrey. But Chuba had a nice day, 24 for 82 and a touchdown. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good game, especially if you're a backup running back and you're starting – but when they get Christian McCaffrey back, I think it'll be better. Stephon Gilmore had a pick in his first start in a long time, so I think that's good for them since they, you know, made that trade. Um, they got Shaq Thompson back. He had a pick, if I remember correctly. Let me double-check the stats. Yeah, Shaq Thompson had a pick. Um, <clears throat> so, like, that defense is, is coming around again. It's starting to maybe get a little bit healthier because he was out for a while. I think they still need J.C. Horn, but when you got Stephon Gilmore... And Dante Jackson, you're doing pretty good. So that defense is going to keep coming uh, along. And all Sam Darnold's got to do is manage the game. And this team is still going to be dangerous. I still think they're a playoff contender for sure. Um, mostly because of defense. And uh, once Christian McCaffrey comes back, he's going to make that offense much better. Sam just has to protect the football. And he did. He did against Carolina. He, and that's why they won. Despite all the drops, despite not lighting up the scoreboard, you have a defense like that, just don't lose the game. I saw this a lot with the Vikings, uh, especially when Christian Ponder was quarterback or Mike Zimmer um, with Keenum. When you have a, a great defense like that or a great running game, just the quarterback, just you don't have to be a superstar, just don't turn the ball over. And as long as Sam Darnold does that, I think the Panthers will be fine. The Falcons, I don't think anything of them. Um, they need to move on from Matt Ryan. Um, his best days are long behind him. They don't have a great defense. Their defense looked good against <clears throat> the Panthers. But, yeah, I don't have – I'm not very high on uh, on the Falcons. <clears throat> Dolphins, Bills. Dolphins kept this clo uh, close for a while. But the Bills are the better team. Um, the Dolphins are truly outmatched. And uh, Buffalo did what they were supposed to. Um, Josh Allen threw for 249, two touchdowns. He ran for 55 and a touchdown. He timed Cam Newton for the most rushing touchdowns in like 50 starts or whatever. I think it was with 28. Um, don't quote me on that. I th that's just off off memory. So, um, not much to say about this game. The Bills, like I said, they're they're a much better class um, than the Dolphins. And with Derrick Henry going down, the Bills vault up to the top. Um, with the Chargers falling off, the Bengals losing. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to look through it one more time, but the Bills definitely uh, might be number one in the AFC now with what's going on with the Bengals and Chargers because I was really high on the Chargers, but they're struggling as of late. Moving on to the next game, 49ers-Bears. Got to watch a lot of this too. My wife is a Bears fan, so we usually have one game on the TV and we have one game on the iPad. And, um, man, that run by Fields on fourth down was special. And it's crazy because the offense wasn't – you know, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a it was a low scoring game until the fourth quarter, and then the fourth quarter came and the Niners put up 18 points. So <clears throat> I think that game tells a lot about Matt Nagy. The Bears were more entertaining; they were in it. Justin Fields, uh, I mean, he looked better. He completed 70 percent of his passes. He threw a touchdown. Yeah, he threw a pick, but he ran for 103 yards. That's the Justin Fields we all expected, and I think it's clear that Matt Nagy is the problem. Um, so Chicago, as soon as you can, get that motherfucker out of there and see what the Bears can do. 
Uh, I like their rookie too, Khalil Herbert. Um, I actually like him a little bit better than Montgomery. That might I might get some flack for saying that, but shoot, if you can turn uh, Montgomery into a second or third round pick in a trade during the draft or whatever, because today's the deadline, I'm pretty sure they won't trade him today. But if you can turn that into a pick, like a second or third round pick, I think they should do it because they got Herbert, younger, probably cheaper. So yeah, um, the bear the Bears are a lot closer than people think too, and uh, I love Fields. I think he's he's going to turn a corner here real soon. San Francisco, they found a way to win. Jimmy G, whatever. He had two rushing touchdowns. He had five carries for four yards. Whatever. I still don't think highly of the Niners with injuries and stuff like that. Um, I feared them in the beginning of the year. I'm not going to lie, but as of late, not too concerned about the 49ers. We'll see how they can keep going. Steelers-Browns, this is a game I got wrong for sure. Um, I forgot to mention that in the other games. Um, I got the Cardinals right, Panthers right, Bills right. I got Niners wrong. I picked the Bears in that game. Uh, Steelers-Browns, what a low-scoring affair. That Steelers defense is legit, and that's what's going to keep them good. Um, Big Big Ben's playing a little bit better. He threw for 266 and a touchdown. So that's pretty good. Um, Najee Harris had 91 yards rushing. If, if the Steelers are willing to um, get that running game going, then I think they're going to be they're going to be a wild card team. That AFC North is tough as shit, though, and uh, it was a big win for them to win in Cleveland. Uh, Baker, two hundred twenty-five yards, no touchdowns. Um, Chubb had sixty-one yards. It looks like the Steelers couldn't get the run game going, but again, that's a credit. Or, I'm sorry, the Browns couldn't get the run game going, but that's a credit to the Steelers' defense. So uh, they fall to fourth because they're, I think they're 4-4. Four and four. Um, I'll go over the standings, I think, today or just look at them really quick. But, yeah, the, the Browns fall to 4-4. Four, four and four. And after last season's uh, playoff win, <laughs> they're in the basement of the AFC North again. It's fucking wild. Um, man, it's a tough division. Um, I got the Eagles-Lions game wrong. I went on a limb here and said the Lions would win this game. Because I don't think highly of the Eagles. And then the Eagles go in there and beat the fucking Lions. Breaks off of them. Fuck, Gardner Minshew came in. Jalen Hurts ran the ball. Scott ran the ball. Howard ran the ball. They just ran all over them. Goff was sacked five times. They can't get nothing going offensively. Fuck, could you imagine Detroit being 0-16 and then them breaking their own record of the first team to lose 17 games in a season? Uh, By the way, I have done... Two streams with a Detroit Lions rebuild. It's not getting a lot of love yet. Um, I'm building around Bijan Robinson. But if you guys want me to put that on YouTube, let me know. Um, if not, we can do it uh, on stream somewhere. But I think uh, like a, a rebuild, it, it doesn't play well on stream. I think it's a better YouTube venture. And I'll have to look into that. Uh, next game, Titans-Colt. I got this right. I picked the Titans. And man... Um, at the end of the day, we got to call Carson Wentz what it is. A spade is a spade, and he's a turnover machine. He threw two picks, one which was absolutely, arguably one of the worst plays in NFL history, and then one late in overtime. Um, Titans got some crazy, crazy bad news yesterday. I'm sure everybody knows about Derrick Henry, and he went under underwent surgery. They said he's going to be out, like, I don't know if it was 6 to 10 or 8 to 10 weeks, but he's going to be out a long time. And... Um, they signed Adrian Pearson, which props to him. He's he's almost 400. He's 449 yards away 
from passing Barry Sanders for fourth all-time in the rush list, and I kind of hope he gets it, you know. Vikings legend. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, this hurts the Titans. I don't want to say I don't know how it hurts them, but it, it hurts them. Uh, Derrick Henry was an MVP candidate. He was about to lap the fucking field in rushing yards in about two weeks. So Adrian Pearson's going to have to come in, and he's not going to be able to do what he what Derrick Henry does at this point of his, his career. He's either 34 or 36. And uh, he just needs to come in and show a little bit. And uh, we'll see what T- Tannehill and that defense is made of. But um, I no longer consider them a Super Bowl contender without Derrick Henry. Bengals-Jets, another game I got wrong. How about Mike White? We all know that. He's the story of the week. Coming in, throwing for 405 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Here's the thing. He threw for two picks, but nobody gives a fuck. One, because they won. And two, because he was a fucking gunslinger. He lit He lit up. I mean, he was just out there throwing like a jet. He caught a two-point conversion. Fuck, I mean... Like, everybody gets mad about picks. But shit, he's taking chances. And he fucking led his team to a win. Who cares? Hey, who cares if you threw two picks and a win? That's, that's the way I look at it. As long as you win and you're fucking slinging that rock, fuck it. Fuck it. Joe Burrow, 259, three touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase was kind of held in check with three and 32, but he did score. Uh, I think this is a trap. This this ended up being a trap game because I think the Bengals are a young team. <laughs> Sorry, I got something in my nose. Whew. Hold on, let me take a drink, guys. Because, uh, like I said, the Bengals are a young team and they're still learning how to win. Um, the Bengals are going to compete this year, it looks like, and I think next year is the year they really start taking that next step. So hopefully they can keep pushing towards the playoffs for their sake. Um, I know a few Bengals fans. Shout out to John O'Brien. Shout out to everybody at the game house. Joe DiTullio and Robert Haynes especially. I know they're big Bengals fans. And like the Vikings, they suffer a lot of bad football. So it's at least, you know, <laughs> at least you got Jamar Chase and uh, Joey B., for a long time, hopefully, for at least 10 years. So we'll see how the Bengals keep stacking up. Side note, I think the Bengals need to come out with a white helmet and black stripes so that they have those all whites. Those would be cold. Uh, The next recap is Rams at Texans. Uh, No surprise here. Rams were completely dominating this game entering the fourth quarter, uh, 38-0. Texans just rattle off 22 garbage points, basically. Uh, Matt Stafford has to be in the MVP conversation with what he's doing this year. He threw for another 305 and three touchdowns. I know Cooper Cup is loving him. Um, That defense just traded for Vaughn Miller, and it's only going to get better. Um, I always said, aside from my homer picks and my glasses on about the Vikings, which they're completely off now, but I did say in that first episode that if it's not the Vikings, it will be the Rams this year, and they're 100% to me the best team in the NFC. I don't care that they lost to the Cardinals. Um, I think, I think they were trying to fill them out for later in the season. Um, and I definitely believe the Rams are the, are the favorites in the NFC and they just keep winning and then making fucking blockbuster trades for Von Miller. Patriots chargers. This game I got wrong. Uh, Mac Jones played pretty darn good. Um, Herbert threw two picks and the chargers are reeling. Um, and, and it's shocking to me because after they after they beat Cleveland 47-42, I said I couldn't wait for them to play the Bills. I think the Chargers were the best team, and now they're just they get 
dog walked by Baltimore 34-6 because the Chargers cannot stop the run. And it looks like it's catching up to them. And then New England beats them 27-24. Uh, New England ran the ball pretty well, too. They ran for 150 yards, I think, as a team. Let me see the exact number. I think it was 150. Sorry, 141. So the Chargers need to learn to stop the run. And uh, obviously those turnovers hurt. I'm not sure where the Chargers are at. I'm I'm not sure if they're still the team. They were. I'm not sure if they were the team that started 4-1 or the team that's lost two straight Currently, they're four and three. Maybe they're a five hundred team, but uh, we'll have to look at their schedule. Let's see going forward. I mean, Philly should be a win. Minnesota's a toss up. Pittsburgh's a toss up. They should win at Denver. Cincinnati might be better than them. Giants. I mean, they got they got a tough schedule left. So it remains to be seen. And this is all part of the overreaction in the NFL, right? Like I was super high on them two weeks ago, and now I'm cooling off on them. And that's just because we have to call it like we see it at the time, but things change, and then they get two losses in a row, and they go from four and one to four and three. It's a different, it's a much different team. Um, but I got that one wrong. Jags at Seahawks. I thought the Jags were going to be closer in this game because I don't think the Seahawks are very good without Russell Wilson. But I mean, I gotta, I gotta say this: there is zero, 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 zero reason why Trevor Lawrence should be throwing fifty-four passes in a game as a rookie. Carlos Hyde had was a leading rusher with nine carries. James Robinson had four. Like this is not the formula for success, Jacksonville. It, stop making Trevor Lawrence throw fifty-four times a game. Geno Smith had a good day, twenty to twenty-four, eighty-three percent completion for one ninety-five, two touchdowns. They couldn't run the ball. Um, yeah, I mean Jacksonville did what they wanted and blew them out. I'm sorry. Seattle did what they wanted and blew out Jacksonville. Uh, football team at Broncos, I got this one right. I'm going to keep saying it. Heineke's a nice story. He's not an NFL starter. He's a guy that can come in for a game or two or a half and do some good things. But Washington needs to find their long-term solution at quarterback because Heineke ain't it. Uh, Broncos won this game with defense. They, they didn't even run for it. 90 yards in this game. Uh, Teddy threw for 213. Um, Vaughn didn't play in this game, so they showed they can win without him. But I think the Broncos are one of those teams stuck in purgatory. They're not going to be a 4-win team. They're not going to be a 10-win team. They're just going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. And they're in the same issue as Washington. They need to find who their franchise quarterback is going to be. It's not Bridgewater. It's not Locke. So they're going to have to keep plucking away um, or hope that they can get someone like Rodgers I don't know. Maybe they trade for a Matt Ryan. He can live out two or three years with them. But I don't think that would be a good idea. But it's just something I could see them doing. And I could say, like, would you would you be surprised if the Broncos went and traded for Matt Ryan in the offseason? I wouldn't be surprised. But they need a quarterback. Like I said, it wouldn't be the right thing, but I could see them doing something like that. Bucks at Saints. Um... I got this one wrong. Seems like the Saints just know how to beat Tom Brady since he's been in Tampa. Um, they picked him off two times. Um, Tampa couldn't run the ball. Godwin went crazy. Uh, but New Orleans did its thing in the running game. Jameis Winston even had 40 yards of rushing before he got hurt. Um, Teasing peace to him because he tore his ACL and he has some MCL damage as well. 
Saints going forward. They've already surprised me a little bit, but again, I don't think this team at the end of the day will end up competing for a title. They might make a run in the playoffs. They, uh, they're going to be competitive, but it seems like they're a very up-and-down roller coaster team. So, yeah, not very high on the Saints. Um, they'll probably sneak into the playoffs for sure, though. Um, it all just depends what happens with the NFC West and if the Vikings decide to make some kind of stupid, irresponsible run at the playoffs. Yes, I said irresponsible run at the playoffs. And I'm not one who believes in tanking or any of that bullshit, as you can see from two episodes ago. Giants at Chiefs. Um, I think this proves that the Chiefs aren't that good of a football team this year. Uh, I know the Giants aren't terrible, but you only beat them by three at home and you only put up 20 points. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw another pick. He threw 48 times. Uh, They won it late on a field goal. I just don't know what to make of the Chiefs, like how they've fallen so far off. I, I said that beginning of the year, obviously I'm completely wrong about this, but I was going to be shocked if they lost a game. They're just not the same. And uh, the defense, this is what's sad. The, pay, the Chiefs' defense is terrible, and the Giants only put up 17. But no Saquon. Um, Daniel Jones I like. I, I still like him a lot, but... I think the Giants need to continue upgrading that offensive line. Um, I don't know, Saquon needs to find a way to stay healthy. He hasn't been healthy yet in his career, except his rookie season. Um, but the Giants need to work on defense and O-line. And once that O-line gets better, I think the Giants are another team can take a leap. I thought this year they were going to be one of those teams. I, I definitely thought they were going to compete for their division, but they just keep losing, and I'm not sure what to make of them. And then the only teams that were on a bye were the Ravens and Raiders. So I kind of recapped last week. Like I said, I went eight and seven. It was the worst I went this week or this season in picks, and I'm now eighty and forty-two on the season. All right, so let's get to my rants on the Minnesota Vikings. More specifically, Mike Zimmer. Guys, I know if you're watching this, you can see the pain, pain in my face. It just hurts. It just hurts to be a fan of this team. It really does. We, I've said it before. Cincinnati week. We come out flat, right? And we get down early. Let me just pull that up really quick. Um, Bengals come out real hot, right? Where's the... Uh, I, let me look at this. Let me look at this. Where's it at? Yeah. Bengals go up 21 to 7 with 9.15 left in the third quarter. And then on a fourth down, by the way, uh, Kirk Cousins throws a slant to Adam Thielen for a 24 yard touchdown to make it 21 14. Then in the fourth quarter, Bengals kick field goal to go up 24 to 14. Just watching that game plan in the beginning and the, the way it played out, just thinking back on it. The Vikings should never have been in that predicament. They they uh they gave up a, a 50 yard touchdown with 35 seconds left in the half. But prior to that, at a minute 47, they gave up. So like in the final minute 47 of the first half, they gave up 14 points. So again, two minute defense, absolute shit. Okay, that's on Mike Zim. Our two minute defense, 
at the end of the first half, complete shit. Gave the, the Bengals 14 points. Then in the fourth quarter, we fight back and we tie it up at 24 after the bullshit in the first half. So we tied up at 24. If you take away that one minute and 47 seconds at the end of the half, we win the game 24 to 10. 24 to 10. Easy win. But again, the Vikings can't make anything easy, and, and Mike Zimmer can't make anything easy. So we go down in overtime. We're driving. Kirk Cousins is doing his thing. The offense is doing his thing. Dalvin hits his ass on the ground before the ball comes out. The refs give it to the home team. The defense gives up this stupid fourth and one pass where it should have been a sack. But again, the defense fucks up. Bengals going to kick 38-yard field goal to win. Mike Zimmer blew that game by get by his two-minute defense and his fourth down nonstop in overtime. There's one loss. Okay. Then you take a look at the Arizona game. He decides to fucking squib kick after we score with 21 seconds. Think about this, okay? The Vikings kick a field to go up 23 to 21 with 20-something seconds left. We squib kick it. I'm sorry, with 21 seconds to be exact. We squib kick it. Arizona hits a 62-yard field goal to go up 24 to 23 and a half. All right, so I'm going to start keeping track right now, all right? So against the Bengals, final two minutes, we give up 14 points. First half, okay? Then Arizona, with 21 seconds, hits a 62-yard field goal for three points. First half, under two minutes. Okay? All right, Minnesota... That's a back-and-forth game, right? We already missed the PAT, right? The Vikings missed the PAT on their uh, first touch, uh, third touchdown of the game. Let me back up a bit, by the way. We come out blazing, score less than a minute into this game to go up 7-0. Cardinals tie it. Then we go up 14-7. We go up 20-7 for the missed PAT. So we got a 27 lead, okay? We don't put our foot on the throats. The defense gives up two touchdowns. And, and this is where I missed it, right? So we give up a touchdown with 315 left in the first half. It's 20-14. Vikings up. Then with a minute 33, the Cardinals score a touchdown. Okay? So this is under two minutes. Under two minutes, touchdown, squib kick, field goal that we just talked about for 62 yards. So in the final minute and 33 seconds... The Vikings give up 10 points. So we go to the Bengals. They give up 14 points in a minute 47. Then they give up 10 points in a minute 33. So now, if you don't give up those 10 points, you're up 20, 23 to 14 at half. Come on, Zim. So then we come out. We get the pick six. We're up 30 to 24. <clears throat> then Kyler Murray throws a touchdown. We're up 30. We're down 31-30. We're down because of PAT. But again, Mike Zimmer gave up 10 points with his two-minute defense. So again, that, at that point, it could be 30 to 21. Huge difference. Vikings kick a field goal. They go up 33 to 31. Prater kicks a field goal, 34-33. And then we know that Joseph Mix misses a 37-yard field goal. Okay, So the Vikings start out 0-2 based on a minute 47 in the Bengals game and a minute 33 in the Cardinals game, both on Zim's defense. Okay, You've lost two games by a total of four points, and you've given up 24 points 
during two different two-minute stretches. That's on Zim. All right, we beat the Brakes off Seattle. Okay, they don't score in the second half. Then we go to Cleveland. Defense played good, but, but, when did they score? Listen to this. Listen to this. 7-0 with a minute 19. It's 7-0 with a minute 19 left. Not only do the Browns score and go for two, they get the ball back and kick a field goal to score 11 points in the final 119. Do you see this trend here? The third game in the first four, they've given up 14, 10, and 11 points in under a minute 50 in each of those games. That is Mike Zimmer's two-minute defense. Okay? The Browns go on to kick field goal. I mean, you can say this is on the offense, but if you don't give up 11 points in a minute 19 seconds, you win the game 7-3. to three. Again, that's on Zimmer to me. Okay, he's micromanaging the offense, not letting them do their thing. But again, that's on Zimmer to me. Okay, let's go to the Detroit game. <laughs> in two minutes and 34 seconds left in the game. So under three minutes this time. Under three minutes. <laughs> they score a field goal to make it 19-16 and then an eight-point they score a touchdown and then get the two. So 11 points for the Lions in the final two minutes and 34 seconds of the game before the Vikings get bailed out by a 54-yard field goal by Greg Joseph. But again, the Bengals, Cardinals, Browns, Lions all scored 10 or more points in the final in two-minute stretches at the end of halves. That is on your two-minute defense, Mike fucking Zimmer. Let's go to Carolina. Sam Darnold is fucking struggling. Do we not agree? Do we not agree? But with 46 fucking seconds, 40 from the motherfucker drove 95 yards, converted two fourth downs, and they score eight points. And in, in but at four at 4:44 they kicked the field goal. You were up 11 with 10 minutes left in the game. Mike Zimmer's end of half defense. You let Sam Darnold drive 95 fucking yards, get two fourth-down conversions, and a two-point conversion for the game to get to overtime for Kirk Cousins to bail you the fuck out. God damn it, Mike Zimmer. This is your defense again. And then we get to this fucking week because there was a bye. By the way, the, the Lions and fucking Panthers games in which we still fucked up and won because of Kirk Cousins. I'm going to keep it 100. Because of Kirk Cousins. Fuck it, MVPing his shit. Kirk Cousins is MVPing his shit, saving your job. <sighs> then we come to the Dallas game. Again, you're letting Cooper rush though for 300 yards. Then, with 20 seconds left, they score a touchdown because of your end of the game, end of half defense. One, two, three, four, five, six games this year. We're three and four. Six out of the seven games we have played, should have lost or could have won. But we're in the situation that we were because of your end-of-half defense. You don't know how to close out. In the Cowboys game, you're calling timeout after you just called a timeout, which is a delay of game. Someone was in my head said, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. You should know what's going on as a head coach at all times. 
You should know when you called your timeouts. I have defended you for so long, Mike Zim. You have been an amazing coach at times. But the last three years, and especially this year, it's absolute choke artist football. And I'm done with you, Zim. I'm done. Thank you for the eight years. Thank you for being one of the top three coaches in Vikings history. Thank you for beating the Saints in overtime. Thank you for the Minneapolis miracle. Thank you for going to an NFC championship game. Thank you for trying. Thank you for giving us great defense. But it's over. I'm done with you. You can't save this. You have to finish the, the year off 10-0 for me to even give a fuck anymore. I'm dreading watching games this year because we're stuck in purgatory. We're not fucking ass, and we're not good enough to win a Super Bowl. You, you manage these games right, and we beat the Bengals, we beat the Cardinals, we beat the Browns, and we beat the Cowboys. I'm, I'm dead ass. We should be undefeated right now with this roster and team. Looking at all the scenarios, we were up. We had a chance to win every single one of those games, but you fucked up in the final two minutes with your defense. That is on you, Zim. That is not on the players. I do not blame the fucking players at all. So that is why I'm done with Zim. I hope you guys can see how hard it is to be a fucking Vikings fan. Because I swear, I put I, I put all losses on Zim. It's, it's not on the players. And until we get a new staff... I'm not going to blame the players. Everybody wants to joke and, and take stabs at Kirk Cousins. Yes, it's the fun and easy thing to do. But at, at the heart of every problem right now is Mike Zim. And uh, you you wouldn't have caught me saying that even three weeks ago. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt still. But after eight years and the nonsense that, that's happened this year, that's that. That is that. So my rant on why I'm done with Zim is kind of over. And... Uh, it just fucking hurts, man. It just fucking hurts to know that this team... And, and this isn't even, like, glasses. This is just analyzing it. Like, like I just went over it. The Bengals, 14 points in a minute, 47. The Cardinals, 10 points in a minute, 33. The Browns, 11 points in a minute, 19. The Lions, 11 points in 234. Sam Darnold, Cooper Rush. Come on, man. Let's be real. The Vikings could literally be 7-0 right now. It's, and then that's not fucking crazy to say if it wasn't for bad coaching. The Vikings would be fucking 7-0. and oh. But instead, we're 3-4. and four, And we're probably going to fucking get the 7th seed and then get blown out of the playoffs. Because, again, you don't show up in big games as a coach. So, that's that. Alright, let me get to this week's picks. I promised you guys. I gave you guys my fucking word. If we didn't beat the Cowboys, I wasn't picking the Vikings. That's true. First game. Vikings at Ravens. I'm going Ravens 27-19. I don't give a fuck. We got shitty game plans on offense. We're not taking shots. We're throwing behind the line of scrimmage, behind the sticks. If we have no fucking run game, our offense is, is ass. And it's, it's not even Kirk Cousins' fault. It's the play calling. But I think that comes from Zim. He doesn't want any risk at all. So I'm picking the Ravens. I've only picked the against the Vikings once this year, and they won that game. So fuck it. The rest of the year... Unless they're playing like the Lions. I'm, if they play anybody that's halfway decent, I'm picking the other fucking team. And hopefully this means that the Vikings fucking win. I hope I'm wrong all year. I hope I'm fucking wrong all fucking year. But I'm going Ravens 27, Vikings 19. Jets, Colts. Uh, I think the Colts are the better team. I don't think Carson Wentz errors will hurt them in this game. And I think Mike, Mike White was a flash in the pan. So I'm going to go Colts 31, Jets 21. Uh, Browns at Bengals. This was a tough one. I think the Bengals are the better 
offense for sure right now. Um, it's going to be a good a good game. I don't know who to pick, so I'm just going with the home team in this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bengals 27, Browns 20. Uh, but I love the Browns defense, and and it's it's a big game for both teams. Broncos at Cowboys, no shot for the Broncos. Uh, I'm positive Dak's playing. Uh, Cowboys 31, Broncos 16. Won't even be close. Texans at Dolphins. Tomato, tomato, heads, tails, whatever we're doing. Just flip the fucking coin. Dolphins at home, 27-23. I don't think you'll have more than 1,000 people watch this game on TV. Um, Dolphins, I'm sorry, Falcons at Saints. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints just because I don't think I have the Falcons. Um, I don't know if they named their starting quarterback yet, but it'll probably be Trevor Simeon. And I think the Saints will just have a good game plan for that Falcons defense. 27-17 Saints. Raiders at Giants. Uh, Raiders coming off of a, a bye. Yeah. No. No, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Um, yeah, no. Raiders were coming off a bye. Yeah, yeah, Raiders were coming off a bye. I'm not tripping. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. 30, Giants 17. The Giants offense doesn't score a lot of points. Derek Carr and the Raiders can, so I'm going to go Raiders 30-17. to 17. Patriots at Panthers. Fuck, man. I want to pick the Panthers, and the only reason I'm not is because Sam Darnold against Bill Belichick. Uh, he struggled when he was with the Jets. Uh, I think he'll get him again. So I'm going to go Patriots 23, Panthers 20. Bills at Jags. This should be an absolute massacre. Um, watch this be some stupid fucking game like the Jets and Bengals. But I'm taking Bills 41, Jags 17. Bills go out and prove they're the number one team in the AFC. Chargers at Eagles. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The Eagles are starting to run the ball, and I think they might have like stumbled. They should have known that that was their key to success. But I think they finally got it going last week. Um, they're going to run the ball, but the Chargers will outduel them. Uh, I go Chargers 34, Eagles 31 in a close, high-scoring game. Packers at Chiefs. There's no shot on picking the Chiefs. I don't, I, they're not proving nothing. Aaron Rodgers is better. The Packers are better. Um, Chiefs might be able to, to score with the Packers, but not the whole time. So I'm going to go Packers 38, Chiefs 31. Aaron Rodgers has a fucking day. I think he throws for four touchdowns. Cardinals at Niners. Um, Cardinals are the better team. I know I've been harsh on the Cardinals, and I don't think they're that good, but they're better than the Niners. So I'm going to go Cardinals 31-18. If the Cardinals lose this game, I'm going to be on that ass. Titans at Rams. No Derrick Henry. Um, I don't think Titans have much of a chance because of that. If Derrick Henry was here, they could run the ball. They can control the clock, keep the ball away from Stafford and that offense. But without Derrick Henry, it's just going to be too much of an uphill battle. I got the Rams 31, Titans 21. Bears at Steelers. Um, Steelers looking good again. That defense is going to give them problems, and I think their defense will lead them to a victory. I think the Steelers score on defense or special teams this game, and I'm going to pick the Steelers 27-18. Uh, buys this week include Lions, Seahawks, Bucks, and Washington football team. Shout out to the Lions with the bye. They have a chance to finally not lose this week. I think that's awesome. All right, so that's going to pretty much wrap up the podcast for today. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Don't forget to check it out live on Twitch every Tuesday. And um, also, if you can't watch on YouTube or you just prefer to listen in the car on a podcast, you can find this on Apple or Google Podcasts. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for tuning into Life's a Gamble podcast with me, Matt. 
Thank you for watching, and I will see you next Tuesday.